Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Walker AC Experience coming to you live in studio for August the 7th in the year 2023. I'm your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you are my friends, I am Adrian. Of course, welcome. It's a beautiful month of August. Everything is going well. It is insanely devilish hot out here. I'm black enough. Do not need to be blacker. And uh, yeah, this is why I'm staying inside. This is how this, this is how this thing works. So it's a Monday. We're gonna have a good time today and try to keep things a little bit light. And before we go any further, I think it's time. It is about that time. It's, it's nine o'clock over here. But by the time you hear this, it'll be way later. It is time to introduce to you my co-host, the host of all hosts, the yin to my yang, the straight man to my comedy, the most intelligent one in the room, a room of two. My co-host, my good friend of yours, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Salutations. Happy SummerSlam, everybody. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a nice little wrestling reference that maybe two people may get, but good trying <laughs> <laughs> is, is that still a thing? Yes, SummerSlam is still a thing. I watched that a couple of days ago. Uh, yes, I am an older man watching wrestling. That shows you my uh, social life right here. Is it still outdoors? <clears throat> Um, yeah, it, it, it's still going. It's, it's still doing its thing every year. It's, it's getting bigger and bigger. Logan Paul just wrestled. And for those millennials who know who he is, yeah, he's a YouTube guy. And I don't know because, you know, those fancy kids and their iPods. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could see the crossover. I feel like it would be torturous if SummerSlam is still an outdoor venue. I would hate that, like attending that. No, I mean, I've, I've never been one for, for outdoor uh, musicals. I mean, I've been to a few concerts that have been outdoors, but nothing really during the daytime. You know, it's, it's normally been at night for me. I mean, are, were you ever a big concert kind of guy? Mm, no, because the practicality in me always wins out. It's like, okay, do I want to be around a bunch of sweaty people on drugs spending $10 on water without any place to sit. I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just never really understood it. I mean, granted, you know, to each his own, but, you know, I've seen, you know, people I care about go to concerts and come back, you know, upteenth tan and peeling and stuff like that. And I'm like, how did you survive? Oh, I had a great time. I'm like, really? Look at your body, lobster. You know, anything <laughs> of the sort? Sure, you'll spend the next couple of days in pain peeling, but... I think I'll stand inside and watch it on YouTube. Color me weird, but uh, that's just the way I am. That's what I'm saying. I am just... I mean, I suppose if you're an outdoorsy and, like, music your passion, I, I could get it, I guess. But just... I feel like even when things go great, it's still not very comfortable. And I just... I'd rather be comfortable if I'm going to pay X amount of dollars 
I'd rather, you know, be somewhere where it's air conditioning, whatever, rather than be like at Coachella, you know, dealing with somebody that's, you know, do, do, like could be flipping on <laughs> in, in my face. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I thought about going to Woodstock years and years and years ago. But then after I read about what they did, they charged a whole lot for water. There wasn't really a whole lot of water. People were rioting and causing fires because they were hot, sweaty, tired, and fed up. And a lot of stinky people. I think I made a good choice of staying at home and just watching it on TV. I mean, color me selfish, but uh, it's either myself and my couch or, what, over 5,000 people, you know, in a small wooded area in the summer. No, no. Think I'm good. You should definitely watch the um, three-part Netflix special on Woodstock '99. It's pretty entertaining, and it also is a great, almost encapsulation of the late '90s. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, it was like that, wasn't it? <laughs> and of course, they blame our generation. The see that was that was going to be the topic of discussion. I had a few things I wanted to talk about. Just keep it a little bit light, because you know, I mean, it's really difficult for us. It's really taxing on our minds and bodies to solve world peace, world hunger, um, you know, the uh, crisis in the Atlantic, stuff like that. I mean, so we have to scale it back a little bit. So, uh, I, you know, we're, we're not heroes, Kevin. We're not heroes. We're just normal, everyday people. Exactly. I mean, we can't solve all the problems. Um, it's a uh, which quickly reminds me of this um, this uh, issue of the Avengers, where they directly state like we don't solve all the problems because we handle the problems that everybody else can't handle. Because and it's also people have to have responsibility and and knowledge that they can face their own problems. Yes, I yeah. I mean, you definitely think that. But here's hoping, you know, we, you know, even if we do solve all the world's problems, Kevin, we're not going to tell anybody. You know, we'll do, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll just drop subtle hints. Exactly. And how are we going to make any money that way? <laughs> yeah, but oddly enough, we're not making any money at all. Go figure. <laughs> this is why we don't do work harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but before we get started, a question for you. Um, the latest episode of Cereal and Beer you did with Jeff uh, is that still in? Uh, is that still in the works? Is that going to be released this week, this week, or next week? It's in post production, which means we got to read edit out the part that got messed up. I really hope it doesn't. It isn't a lost episode, but um, be on the lookout, everybody. Uh, it's, when we get that um, chunk of audio cut out, it'll be ready to go. Oh, even better! I mean, Serial and Beer is a quite popular podcast that. Everybody's been looking uh, forward to listening to, so it's once a month, so you know, we sit back with bait of breath and we just wait until it comes out. Until then, I think it's you and I can uh, steer the ship for a little bit. So what I wanted to talk about today, just, just a couple of topics, once again, to keep things a little bit light. Um, we, you talked about concerts, and in my early 20s, God, I feel so old, um, I was really kind of concert fanatic, because... Um, I was stuck in 90s music and whatnot. So, for example, I went to a uh, Beastie Boys, Rollins Band, and Cypress Hill concert at the Edge in Orlando. Now, for you millennials, um, it was a nightclub in Orlando. And behind the nightclub was this humongous stage. And it's a small, intimate setting, I believe, can squeeze in a couple hundred people. And it was covered, and it was at night. And yeah, 
we saw the three bands, uh, myself, my brother, and a good friend. And it was amazing because um, what was it? Rollins Bands was first. And for those of you who are not familiar with Rollins Bands, look them up, people. Heavy metal band, quite amazing. Henry Rollins, super intelligent guy, very political. Um, he has his own podcast, talk show, stuff like that. And, of course, Beastie Boys, Rollins Band, and uh, Cypress Hill. So, Kev, before, before I ask you, um, Rollins Band was amazing. Mosh Pit was hardcore. I had glasses on. My glasses are broke. Scar across my chest. That was fun. And then Cypress Hill came on. Now, mind you, for those of you who are not familiar with Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill is, is a very good rap band. Look them up. They're amazing. And they're a huge proponent of, uh, as my parent would say, the weed. And um, as they were partaking in the weed, I kind of got a whiff of it too. And being in a small intimate setting with people smoking and drinking like crazy, I had a strange sensation for hunger. I was hungry the rest of the evening and I didn't know why, but I digress. Um, yeah, the rap concert was amazing. Beastie Boys came on, did their thing. And yeah, I think it was like a two and a half hour show. Um, I got into a mosh pit with a skinhead. We became good friends as we beat up the crowd. It was great. And uh, yeah, lost my glasses in that one night. But that was one of my many experiences about dealing with the concert. Um, have you been to any, uh, you know, like in your time? Oh, man, only a few. Um, when I was an undergrad, uh, what was really great was when um, Ludacris and Outcast came to perform. And that was really great. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I've seen uh, who, um, uh, the band The Roots. I saw them twice, and they're also really great. Um, randomly, I've seen ones like uh, was it like Coldplay or something? And it was just like it wasn't for me. I'm like, okay, just. Uh. Um, I've seen like a cult classic performer his name was wesley willis it was really interesting because um it was he was a guy from chicago with um schizophrenia and it was almost like avant-garde music it was so interesting and like like if anybody that's in the punk scene like hardcore old school punk scene might understand wesley willis but i liked that concert um i've seen the last one i saw that i really really loved was a um, kind of indie artist. His name was Kishibashi, and just it's almost like a common, like a fusion of um, classically trained violin with some hip hop um, uh, influences and indie rock, and with you know like uh, electro a little bit of electronic mixed in, and just really fabulous music. And so yeah, just a couple, you know, just some. I'm um, you know. It'd be nice to go some more, but I, you know, I'm a little, a little more picky about, I guess, the venue. <laughs> now, uh, after seeing that three, I had the pleasure of seeing Ministry and Marilyn Manson concert. Whoa. Yeah. Now, for those of you who do not know Ministry, pause this uh, podcast and Google Ministry. They are a very heavy, heavy, heavy industrial metal band. And it's amazing. And being in a mosh pit again, once again, folks, pause the podcast, Google what a mosh pit is. Take a big group of people and have them run around in a circle, bumping and smashing into you. 
that's the safe mosh, mosh pit. If you fall down, they instinctively pick you back up because they don't want anybody getting hurt. It's just a nice time ramming into your fellow person, whether it be elbows, feet, arms, armpits, buttholes, or whatnot. You just smash into people, and they pick you back up. It's a great time. It's a masculine thing. Don't question it. It's just what it is. And then, of course, we saw Marilyn Manson. That was a show all in itself. Music is tremendous, but it was more of theatrics than anything. It was entertaining. It was gross. It was shocking. It was humorous. It was gross and entertaining again. Now, did I mention it was gross? But once again, if you're a big fan of the music, Marilyn Manson is a very entertaining concert to go to. And I got beat up and scarred, but it, it, it was a fun time. Now, with concerts themselves, because I mean, I really don't think concerts are the way they were back then. And I've always wanted to go now. Don't beat me up over this too much, people, my, my lovely listeners. I've always wanted to go to a rave concert, like a Steve Aoki kind of concert. Ooh. You know, just to feel the energy of it, just to try it out. But there's only one thing that stops me. is I'm an old man and uh, can't be around all those people bouncing up and down for many, many hours on end. Because, you know, I'll, I'll get tired. I want to lay down for a nap. Or, uh, you know, I have to go to see a porta potty But <laughs> other than that... I mean, what are the concerts that you always wanted to go to, but you didn't have a chance to? Wellsy, Wellsy, Wellsy. You're talking to the right person because <laughs> I was introduced to the Burning Man community of California. So we should go hit up like something like Burning Man or something. It'd be so much fun. Like they have like little concerts like uh, Lightning in a Bottle or um, uh, even Love's Bomb Beach was really fun for EDM. And you know, it's you know people just roll on the like, MDMA. Just it's it's in general good vibes. And I was highly amused by listening to conversations while people were like intoxicated on various things. And it was like this is pretty fun in itself. <laughs> and the music was pretty fun. And just yeah, like we gotta hit something up. It's good times. So I can hook you up, man. Um, no, and, and, dude. And like, don't worry about your age because there are people older than you, you know, partying hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for a concert that I'd love to go to, I missed my chance to see the Wu Tang Clan when they hit up um, Southern California. I was like, yeah! No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so much fun. Ugh, dude, dang. And then um, I remember during the lockdown, I was in, living in the Coachella Valley, and that was going to be the reunion of. Rage Against Machine. Oh, like, my, oh God. my God. Oh, I got to see that. I'm like, oh, no. Well, well, my pandemic can't do it. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. Now, what was interesting is um, I was supposed to go see Sublime uh, in concert. And that was a week before, a week, the week, I were gonna, the week we were going to go, the lead singer died. And hmm. we were going to go see Blind Melon. But that fell through. Now, of course, once again, my lovely, lovely listeners, if you're unfamiliar with these people, please pause. Pause the podcast and look them up on Google. It's really, really good music. 90s music. It's not, it's not all that bad, I, I, I swear. Um, but yeah, Raise Against the Machine is something I wanted to go see for many, many years and never had the chance to go to. I mm-hmm. love their music. They're a whole lot better than that other group, Korn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I... Definitely, I definitely love their music. But a question for you, and people have always made jokes about Burning Man. What is Burning Man? 
Burning Man is basically a, the whole music and art world unto itself. It is like a, you mean desert camping. Um, there are art cars. There's all sorts of performances, and just all kinds of EDM. And it's it's just a huge. It's almost like adjacent Woodstock, I would say, but it's it's expensive. It's basically for yippies, you know. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of celebrities there. Like people kind of forget their their average lives and just assume a different mindset and kind of put aside, you know, their average persona and just go out there and just you know and do what they do. You know, it's it's a different world out there. I mean, I would say at baseline, you need at least like uh, like like a couple grand, you know, to have all the equipment and you know, somewhat comfortable to rest. But it's you know, it's definitely something that's a, a very unique experience, and I'd like to try it. It'll be interesting. So, so, other than that, I mean, well, you got Burning Man, and you wanted to you wanted to do some other concerts. I mean, you wanted to see Rage Against Machine. What other ones? <laughs> Um, hmm. I would love to see Rage Against Machine. Um, of course, Moon Knight, like I just said, or um, maybe some other like uh, old school ones, like Dress Five, would be really fun. Um, because also I'm thinking about the vibe of of concert. You know, like some, cause like you know, as a disabled person, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't be near my watch pit. That's <laughs> like, uh, I don't think my insurance covers that kind of stuff. But um. Uh, I'd love to see Kishibashi again, or even something like uh, something even like unique, like a um, like a really good orchestra would be really fun too. Just trying to expand my repertoire. I mean, it's. I mean, I'd even love to see a performance of Hamilton. Hmm. Now I watched Hamilton for a little bit, and oddly enough, I'm not really big into musicals, um, but Hamilton caught my attention. It told a really good story, you know. The music was great, and everything flowed. You know, it was it was from one section to another section to another section, and it never really died down. There never was a lull. Um, you know, it, the musical really kept you in it. And I, I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of one of the best pieces of advice when it comes to music is that you should be a fan of artists rather than genres. Because I agree with that. Like, for example, hip-hop. I enjoy hip-hop. However, I realize that 90% of it is not for me. It's like a lot of trap music is really boring, repetitive to me. And just, all right, I am not a fan of most of it. However, there's sometimes like, hey, that's a, like, Rick Flair is a great song. Have you heard that song? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Awesome. <laughs> like, this is, I really enjoy this. <laughs> And so, yeah, like, and also I try not to be one of those people that are, like, can only accept music from when they were young because of my emotional attachment. Because I try to think, well, okay, what's new and what's good? Like, I really enjoyed The weekend. I really think that's great R&B music right there. Um, and so, and or like, um, I, like for a really indie band um, from Texas, um, I like one one song called uh, "Why" from Chat Code. It's like this noise core song. I'm like, I usually don't like this genre, but for some reason, maybe it's the political message. But I really enjoy that song. Hmm. 
I mean, I, you know, I'm gonna have to give it a shot because, like I said, I mean, I've been out of the music loop for so many years. You know, and I think it's it's pretty much well documented that um, my music stops at the year 2000. You know, it's, it stops at Sublime and Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. So nowadays, the music I listen to, like say for example, like The Weeknd, um, I listened to him and he was good. And there's some other music out there that I listen to. I'm like, okay, the beats are really nice. It's really good. And I have no idea who they are. Um, so now I'm stuck in my 90s bubble. And I go back and I listen to mainly like dance and techno music or, or club music or whatever it is that's out nowadays. Because it really doesn't have to be one specific artist. It could be multiple artists, you know, mash up together with a good beat behind it. So, I mean, I like that more than anything. And... Um, yeah, I, I really have to get acclimated to, to new artists, and so I'm trying to find some good recommendations out there, because right um, now yeah. I'm all I'm all about Tribe Call Quest. Right now, I've been listening to for Ooh, years. Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh, I'm still here. I'm still here with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But dude, Tribe's awesome. Yes, they are amazing, and they never get old. That's the best part. You know, like their music is amazing. Once again. My lovely fans, pause the podcast, look up Tribe Call Quest. It's rap music, it's soul, it's very, very good music. Yeah, it'll definitely pull you in, and it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, because, like, we just got to think, there's out there that we're influenced by them. You know, like, um, I wouldn't say Chance the Rapper's a good, um, like, I guess, progression of it, but I enjoy him, and... But yeah, I mean, I I think I heard like um, somebody introducing like a teenager to Tribe, and they're like, "Man, this is really good." <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought. Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I like the I think our theme was just like <laughs> music history for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, um, of course, we'll put down we'll put down in the comment section below some of our music that we listened to, you know, back then and concurrently, so people can give it a shot, you know, YouTube it and just try it out. You know, I mean, of course, it's it's always good to have an open mind when it comes to music and life. Um, so one of my questions to you to bleed over to the other subject we're going to go to, because trust me, we could spend hours talking about just good good music. Um, in your say, for example, in in your high school years. Uh, what did you listen to that you can still listen to now? Give me your top three. I'm just curious. Ooh. Um, man. Well, you know, easy, the easy answer would be like, you know, End of the 36 Chambers by Wu-Tang Land, but that's just too easy. Um, I would say um, probably The Chronic by Dr. Dre. I could, you know, listen to that through... You know, it, you know, also like Dog Style by uh, Snoop Dogg, you know, the whole thing I get through. Uh, probably um, The Evil Empire by Rage of Gene, because, you know, I feel like the spirit and like the themes are still um, relevant to today. And also a bonus one, um, have you heard of Flowbots? Yes. Very, like, yeah, yeah. I, I like that album too. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Flowbots do the song Handlebars, or is that somebody else? Yes, that's them. Yes. Awesome song. I still know all the lyrics in my head. 
But yes, I'll yeah. definitely write that down and put it in the description below so people can, uh, you know, can, can give it a shot. It is amazing. But I mean, you know, like, please continue. Yeah, and so yeah, that, I'd say those are my 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 top albums from the uh, the '90s. And how about you? Okay, I guarantee you these three you probably never heard of, but let's give it a shot. Uh, number one, okay. No Effects. Have you heard of No Effects? I have. Punk band. Really? Okay, very good. I saw them in concert. Amazing, amazing live performance. They are one of those groups that sound that that, that sound like. Um, the music that you listen to on, on a CD. Well, I'm old people. I'm dating myself here. <laughs> so the high performance sounds like the album, and it is amazing. They're good-hearted people. We we stage dove. It was great. Um, next one I will go to my grave with is a group called Mazzy Star. Have you heard about them? I've heard the name. Yes. Yes. Lead singer Hope Sandoval. Um, her voice is very haunting. Her lyrics are amazing. And you can listen to the whole CD. I'm dating myself again. Listen to the whole CD and have a good time with it. It's amazing. And the third one is Frente. Have you heard Frente? No, I haven't. Okay. If you said you did, I'm like, dude, you're awesome. Uh, well, never mind. You, you still are awesome. You're my co-host. Uh, but no, uh, Frente uh, is an Australian band. And the lead singer, her name is Angie Hart. And she did the soundtrack... Uh, for the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, and nice. uh, she has a very poppy kind of voice. Once again, folks, anytime, pause the podcast, look them up. I guarantee you, you will be satisfied. Um, but yes, um, Frente is more folk and more pop music. Mazzy Star is a very light kind of R&B, very light kind of folk music also. I'll send you some of her music. But uh, yeah, those are three I've been listening to for many, many years. Of course, you know, if you want some good music to listen to in, in your car, you do Raising Against the Machine, of course. Or my personal favorite, Natural Born Killers, Dr. Dre. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Dr. Dre, Natural Born Killers. I can listen to that on repeat. It is amazing. I, I want to sing that song at karaoke. But you really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's do it. You want to be Dre or Ice Cube? We would scare a lot of people singing that. <laughs> well, we're following up with, like, you know, <laughs> love will keep us together? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have that healthy balance. Healthy, healthy balance. Exactly. <laughs> but another good, another good artist, and we'll kind of move on from there a little bit, is um, you're familiar with KRS-One. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. KRS-One did a collaboration, just one track, with Zach De La Rocha for Rage Against the Machine. Whoa. Yes. And um, the song is called CIA. I strongly recommend it. Uh, because once you listen to it, it's amazing. KRS-One raps. Zach De La Rocha raps also. And it is something to behold. You listen to it one time, you listen to it on repeat. Um, the song is that great. Yeah, it's a lesser known track that they did, but yes, it's something amazing, people. Oh boy, that is so good. And I just can't help but um, plug a, um, I guess, newer group, Brother Jewels, Killer Mike and e, e, uh, East EP. Um, also, they did a track with Zach DeLoche. So, and also, like, their albums I think, think are still free. And that's some really good modern um, protest rap music. 
Yeah, and, and the good thing is the message is amazing. Yet, you know, the beat still just gets you hyped up to, you know, to do anything and everything. It's good workout music. It's truly, truly good workout music. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, always a fan of that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, you know, of course, of course, as we keep on talking about like light topics here and there, is also I like to talk, and some people say preach, just take this ride with me, um, as we go on in life and we talk about music and talk about concerts, the things that makes us feel really good and brings us back to a point in our lives where not necessarily carefree, but just in that moment, nothing else mattered in that moment. So as we go on, as we get older, what things now that you appreciate now? What little things in your life, Kevin, you, that you're sitting down right now in a room in your home, what things that you appreciate the most right now? Well, I feel that um, once that um, my, my other co-host, that's um, Bear Jeff and I, we agreed that like food is important and that you know, he once told me a long time ago that I can't live anywhere where I don't like the, where I don't like the food. And I'm like, you know what? That is so true. And I think food is really, really important. Like, I really enjoy a good cup of coffee. And like, I feel like, it's like some coffee is like, well, this is not, you know, this is barely qualified, but you know, something's like, man, it's, this is just excellent top tier coffee. Or something like um, homemade Italian food is amazing. Or um, authentic Cantonese cuisine is great. Or even like, um, you know, like soul food done with love will blow your mind. And so, yeah, definitely sitting there and really focusing on good food, putting away your phone, sharing that experience with a, with a loved one. You know, I think that it's such a modern privilege that goes underappreciated fully. I like that. For me, it's... And this sounds pretty odd, but once you think about it, everybody needs it. I think being by myself is the, is the little simple thing I love the most. And here, I'll extrapolate on that. Um, waking up in the morning, you know, on my own, looking around and just taking in what the new day has to offer. Getting up, walking around Castle Walker, knowing that it's my own. Something that I work really hard for. And I can appreciate the little bitty things like clean dishes or a full refrigerator or even bathroom tissue, not to make it gross, um, or just, you know, clean towels. Just the little bitty things that we take for granted. And I try to find something small to appreciate every single day. And so I pick something in my castle that people take for granted, that, 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 you know, that you're used to seeing. You know, you're used to seeing running water. You're used to seeing your washer and dryer. You're used to seeing your television set, you know, or your carpet or your tile, something like that. As minuscule as it may seem, I'm a minimalist. So just, I don't require a lot. So just the little simple things in my house every single day, I just really appreciate. I think that's absolutely a great mindset to have. Um... Because you gotta think, um, if you ever lived uh, like in a 
area where the water's not safe to drink, or the power goes out because natural disaster, or you know, like you your living conditions are pretty bad because of your social economic status. You know, it's easy to take it for granted when you're accustomed to it. It's, it you know, it's yeah. So it is good that you really enjoy these things. I think it's a lesson mindfulness and and just being grateful for what you got. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 uh it's, it's definitely interesting, um, because like I said, when I was when I was a younger a younger kid, a younger teen, younger adult, I just wanted everything. You know, I wanted the I wanted to keep up with the Joneses. You know, I wanted like you know the new the new music, the new clothes, the new shoes, and just something ticked. I guess when I got older, you know, and 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 hatched my son, <laughs> you know, everything mm-hmm. just slowly made more sense. The less things you have, the less things you have to worry about, the less things you have to maintain, and the more you appreciate what you have around you. Because obviously, you know, everything can change in, a, in an instant. You know, you can lose everything within a matter of seconds. So in my eye, in my opinion, I'm not one just to purchase things just to purchase them. You know, I don't want to keep up with the Joneses. I don't want the brand new flashy toy because eventually that toy gets old. And you start to ignore you start to ignore all your other toys that have been sitting around you for many many years. You just learn to appreciate what you got around you. you know, so I mean, I, you know, I appreciate what I got, and uh, it's, it's not much, but I, but I truly appreciate it because I really don't want to buy more because I'm not all about clutter. It's, 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 it's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the more things you own, the more they own you, man. <laughs> <laughs> And that is true. Now, 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 of course, I monopolized a good chunk of the uh, of the podcast here. I mean, what what do you have? What do you, what do you have to uh, to offer up? Hmm. Well, it is it is funny that with you know with experience comes wisdom, and those that are truly wise can learn from others' experience. And it's not necessarily dictated by age, but it's also your perspective and the way you're brought up and uh, your opportunities. Um, once um, I was sitting at a Starbucks, you know, studying my braille, and like next to me were two young women, and it was just odd how almost like a stereotype that they're being, being incredibly overly concerned about their social media presence and looking down on each on other people because of their the way they present themselves or what they don't have and kind of just being able to blunt the privilege they have and to me a part of me was annoyed the petty part of me was just like man these people are just terrible but <laughs> the better part of me thought that they're just kids they've got and, you know, maybe life will show them, you know, you're just being, you know, this is the, your, 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 your level that you're at, but there's room to grow. And that, you know, maybe someday you'll look back, okay, I can't believe I was behaving this way and thinking these things. So I, you know, last year I tried to make my news resolution, resolution to, um, react with compassion rather than judgment and man 
I didn't realize how extremely difficult that is to be consistent with. Hmm. I mean, for me, it, it took me a while because I'm more logical than I am emotional. So when I look at a scenario, I kind of pick it apart logically, you know, to find out, you know, why, why are they the way they are? And yeah, it, it definitely took a lot. You know, the switch had to be flipped in my brain to look at a scenario and go, why are they like that? You know, are they, you know, you know, are they going to have that aha moment when they get older, you know, to go you know, all this stuff like social media and stuff like that, that really means nothing in the grand scheme of things. That's yes, it'll be with you, but does it really mean anything? You know, I mean, not to get too philosophical, but I mean, a podcast really doesn't mean anything. It's just another way of two friends having a conversation that gets broadcast out to millions of people. Some may like it, some may not. You know, some may think it's rubbish, while other people think it's, you know, it's, it's just life-changing. Um, yeah, and it's the intention of it all. Like, you and I, this, we're just, you know, our theme is just positivity. And it's my sincere um, hope that those of you listen, feel it, that this is a conversation to invite that into your life. And, you know, we, you know, if you put an early bug, you know, email at us, email us, tell us what you think so we can talk about it. You know, like it, the little things you can do matter, you know, and trying positivity and knowing that there are people that there that are willing to have deep discussions and also fun ones. Yes, and that is true. A question for you, speaking of logic, Excuse me. Speaking of logic, when was your aha moment, I guess, where you kind of woke up, not necessarily woke up, but you had just kind of a, an odd awakening to how the world works and you looked at it differently and, and more or less like a logical standpoint? Uh, the process has always been ongoing. It's tough to have one specific point in general. However, I do remember at this this day, I was about five years old, and I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I just had this strange realization of almost self-awareness, like, huh, this is what I look like, and it, it was just this interesting experience where I just, it was like self-actualization, because I don't remember anything before that point in life, like everything the blur, if I saw pictures of myself as younger than that, I have no recollection whatsoever. But from then on in, I kind of could develop memories and, and have more, I guess, mindfulness of my own thinking and behavior. It was really strange, you know? But it was, you know, you know, as time goes on, you know, our perspectives change and, and our sensibilities change. And like it's pretty gradual sometimes. Um, I mean, there are some instances like you know, like I've like I've talked, may have talked to you, like, to you either in private or in this podcast where you know, the the time where I had to really accept that I had a disability was when I was lost in Korea by myself, and that just had forced me to change my whole mindset. And even after that. You know, at this stage in life, you know, after I've gone through a really difficult part of my adult life, I decided to switch my focus to, you know, being my best self-advocate and being, and learning all the skills I need to learn, no matter what happens to me health-wise. 
so that's then the shift in perspective and so you know sometimes there are things that definitely will kind of give you that epiphany or force that change and other times it's just a gradual progression how about you well I, I said it before on a couple of podcasts ago that my awakening I hate I hate that word awakening because we're all awake um, or use that silly silly term woke I digress uh, <laughs> I had a different mindset for for the longest time about being an African-American being a black man because uh, of all the hardships that I've experienced growing up with racism and bigotry and stuff like that and and what was me it's so hard being a black man and you know, we fight for a position, and once we get it, we have to work 15 times harder to keep that position. And I was so angry and so uh, defensive about literally everything in my life um, until my early 20s, where I had a medical episode and almost died. And after that, the light switch clicked on in my head to let me know that nothing else mattered. You know, and that one instant, that one moment in time where all of it was almost gone and I worried about the most silliest of things, you know, job, relationship, friends who liked me, who hated me, you know, just the most silliest of things didn't matter in those few moments of me almost passing away. So after that, my mindset changed to that basic it is what it is you know, nothing else matters kind of thing and just putting all that energy in myself and my growth and my development. And then years later, I had my son and then another chamber unlocked in my brain. You know, these now I have a responsibility. So now it's time for me to try to make the world a better place for him. So when I'm gone... You know, he can be okay. He has something prepared for him. So that mindset changed. So now as I get older, I become more logical and I just look at the world for the way it is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. You know, so the planet is fine. The people are fucked. You know, so, but I mean, I have a strong sense of optimism uh, you know, when it comes to the world and myself and the things I need to do. Deep, and, and, I, you know. <laughs> deep, I know. <laughs> but it's also kind of like, even the way we think now, it's bound to change too. Oh, I, I, I do apologize. I'll repeat that again? Sure. Um, even how we think right now will probably change as time goes on as well. Oh, of course. I mean, we touched about this many a times. We just keep on evolving because we have to. We have no choice. And I make the joke, you know, that we're old, Kevin, you know, and that, you know, the music has changed. The, um, the social media has changed. Everything has changed around us. So either we get with the program, so to speak, or we get left behind like the dinosaurs, you know. So, so we have no choice but to keep on evolving as people. Right, and then change happens through volition or through circumstance. And so I would like to think that people should hopefully make positive changes because they see the value and this is a necessity for it. 
Yes, and that is true. And like I say, we've preached for the longest time. You know, just appreciate what you have. <laughs> it may not be much. It may be a whole. It may be a lot. But just appreciate what you have, because this 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 is what we do, and this is what we have. Because in the end, you can't take it with you, and mm. no one can do the push-ups for you, Kevin. You trademark. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, as we come to the end, close to the end portion of the show. Um, if you don't have anything else, Kevin, or what else is on your mind, this is a free forum. If you have nothing else, you can always go into rants, but the floor is all yours. Thank you. Yeah, I got a rant lined up. <laughs> okay. My rant is about how people seem to be comfortable with giving me their outlandish conspiracy belief type of beliefs. I think, I don't know, is it just something about me where people just like, oh, like, extremist views feel comfortable just it's disclosed to me? I don't like it. It's so crazy. It's like, don't tell me your conspiracy theory. Don't tell me, you know, your, your cult belief. I don't care. Like, I got into like a really negative headspace. I got sick of it. Where like, like, I got tired of entertaining other people's fringe beliefs because I can't uh, most people aren't ready to engage in a good faith cons um, compassion discussion as like you and I they're just out to give you that talking point and just kind of vent about it and somehow have me agree, you know, agree to it and I don't I, I, I don't I don't want to tolerate anymore <laughs> and so I um, like last time this happened to me, I almost just challenged them to provoke them, just to, to, to tell them like, <laughs> like I don't care, and you shouldn't go around assuming that people agree with your with your incredibly controversial and frankly, um, possibly harmful beliefs. And I, I, I and then I because it, on one hand it made me feel guilty for not being more compassionate, but on the other hand I'm like. I'm not protecting myself. I don't want to invite that kind of negative energy into my into my my mind, and let it hurt me by having to be entertain these virulent thoughts. I don't want it in my life, and I've decided to not let it happen to me. I'm going to shut it down. If people come at me with very, you know, controversial things, expecting me to to toe the line, I'm, I just can't do it. You know, as you get older, you decide, you know. You, you need to stop compromising for other people with these things, even little things like this. So, you know, don't tell me about how, like, oh, there's chemtrails. Don't tell me about how 5G is going to make us all zombies, because I don't <laughs> care. And I, think you're, I think you're insane, and I'm going to shut you down. Don't expect me to, to agree with you, to even entertain you. It's like, I've had it. That's a rant. Oh, that's tremendous. That is so tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> see, the, see the piggyback the piggyback off of that. I mean, granted, I can't go that extreme because I can't touch that, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just I've you know. I mean, I can definitely see that on just on a lesser scale. And what I mean by that is, say, like, say for example, you're in the store waiting on a long line, you know, and some just lovely special person right behind you. He's like, ah. Oh, I don't want to wait in this line. What's wrong? Why can't they speed up? There's only one person in the cash register. 
And I'm like, I don't care. Don't look at me. Just <laughs> let me let me wait here in peace. I don't need you yelling in my ear. You know, I'm not gonna rah rah with you. This is a store. You wait in line. Um, I was at the teller today, dropping off a deposit from my store, and the gentleman next to me was yelling at the was yelling at the teller in oh, his no. car, going, "This is horrible customer service. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know complain and report you." And I'm just staring at him. I'm like, "Dude, you're in line. You wait. You get your money. You get your ID ready. Everything like everybody else does." And you'll be fine there, you numpty. It's okay. It's fine. Yep. And yeah, to piggyback on your rant, gosh darn it, Kevin, I'm gonna hop in that truck with you. And uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and it's just it's mind numbing to see how many people complain about everything. I mean, really, do you go outside? Looking for something to complain about, looking to be upset, knowing you have to wait in line for something, knowing that there's a process to do something, knowing that no matter what you do, no matter how early you get there, it's a process. You have to follow the process. And no amount of complaining and convetching is going to make the person go faster. Or they're going to make bend the rules because you're in a hurry. Yeah, nothing like that is just so irritating. And I just laugh at stuff like that. Because I understand as, as an adult human being, if I go to the bank, I'm going to wait in line. Or the doctor's office, I'm going to have to wait. Or the grocery store. God forbid, I'm not the only one in the store. <laughs> you know, so they're not going to move faster because I have somewhere to be. I, oh my goodness. Don't you, but don't you know you're the only one that matters? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I woke up late. It wasn't my fault. It was my alarm clock. You know, I have no gas in my car because it's not my fault because I didn't go to the gas station and have to wait in line for gas and stuff like that. It's, it's that whole victim mentality, the whole entitlement. It's the I want it now. I can't wait. You must change your whole life, you know, for me kind of thing, which I've never understood. Even when I was an angry, angry young lad, I never understood that. Now, I never understood why people don't have patience. I mean, it's something that's taught to you when you're a child and people still don't have patience. It just, it, it baffles me. It's the adults hold temper tantrum. <laughs> yes, I've seen way too many adult temper tantrums in my time. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, like, it is, you know, like, it's also like an abuse of the 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 whole false belief of the customer's always right that's actually a um originally a macroeconomic term which dictates that consumer consumer responses dictate you know um how goods are, are sold supply and this and that or the power of the consumer in general but somehow people are like that's right that applies to me <laughs> See, um, this is uh, this is reason seven thousand five hundred twenty-four, where I like being by myself in my castle. Will I be that old man screaming at clouds, Kevin? Probably so, but uh, I will be happy all the way through it. Uh, just you know, out of moat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely moat with alligators. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think I think I piggybacked off of your rant. It's just patience and entitlement and if it was legal to have a taser 
I'd be tasing a lot of people on my way to the grocery store. <sighs> Retasering. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to be tasered, don't look at me. You look at me, Zach. <laughs> but but you know but he didn't do anything to, he didn't do anything to you he's nine years old he looked at me that's just you know he, you know, he provoked me I felt triggered there you go I feel triggered you get triggered Sal <laughs> and, and I do have one final question for you before we go into shout outs and once again forgive my ignorance because I'm a 47 year old man and I've seen everything and been through everything when did the whole triggered word come about i believe probably about 10 years ago uh about when that new class slang that came you know came with the you know late the the next newest generation started developing their own slang <laughs> you know it's eh, i i think it's fine word i also think it's really weird how really super conservative people are obsessed with the word woke when they don't even know what it means Yes. I think it's really hilarious. <laughs> and if you ask them, they're like, oh, uh, somebody like this apologies, like, oh, well, you can't define it. It's more of a feeling. And I'm like, ah, oh, very nice, Mr. Snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you're woke, whatever that means. Okay, sure, sure. I'll buy it. I'll go along with it. Yeah, those those rapscallions. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I was just curious about that because a whole lot of people say it. And, you know, I just kind of tilt my head and just stare at them, you know, when they say they're triggered. I'm like, don't you mean pissed off? Don't you mean bothered? You know, don't you mean irritated? No, I'm triggered. Isn't that the same thing? So, uh... Well, you might like a silent life sketch called Zen, get, uh, Gen Z Doctors. You'll really enjoy that one. Oh, I definitely had to check that out. So, <laughs> so, so as we wind down the show, we'd like to thank everyone else for everyone else for everyone uh, for everyone else. Yeah, that, you know, that hasn't been offended yet by us um, you know, tuning into this recent episode of the Walker AC Experience. Um, so now we're going to go over to shout outs, and of course, you know, you being my co-host, you know, you um, coming up with the concept on your cereal and uh, beer podcast that I'm stealing from. Uh, by all means, uh, what, what are your shout outs as we close out the show this week? My shout-out goes to public subs. <clears throat> so, if you are a uh, a native to, I guess, the southeastern portion of the United States, you may know of a uh, supermarket called Publix. Public subs are very nice. You know, um, you know, they're very cheap, like, and they're very good. You know, once I had a. Uh, uh, Waffles and chicken um, uh, sub. It was amazing. So, you know, if any of you ever end up in the state such as Florida, it's not all craziness, please try a sub at Publix and enjoy the goodness. I may have to do that because uh, my sub of choice is Firehouse Subs. They uh, cake on the meat and the calories and the pounds. They taste tremendous. But you will be in a food coma after eating a six-inch or even a, yeah, even, even a foot-long sub. Because they pile it on. So I definitely do recommend that. Um, and also a shout out to, hmm, I really have to think about that. A shout also, out. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You can get a free firehouse sub on your birthday. If that's the case, my birthday's tomorrow. So yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll, give, no, I'll give a special shout out to, 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 you know, to people who are patient. 
They're people who understand that uh, life sometimes takes time. And choices, decisions, everything takes time. So a shout out to those people who understand and who are patient and who are calm, who are not combative, who are not argumentative, who are not triggered and getting ready to fight and yell at a moment's notice. Because you'd be surprised how many places I've been where I've seen just people lose their ever-loving mind over the most silliest of things, whether it be just to be heard, get their point across, they have a bad day, and you must pay for their bad day, that rhymed, and just everything else in between. And uh, yeah, just patience is a virtue. I've been told that many, many times by my mother, and it never holds so true as to people nowadays. They just have zero patience. And granted, it makes for a very good social media moment when you record somebody freaking out and destroying things. But uh, yeah, it really doesn't help us out any. This is why the countries hate us, because you know, we're just so just specially and so mentally touched. You know, people just like to freak out and you know, they will never take any responsibility for the freak out. It's like, how dare you make me freak out? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, don't you know it's it's your fault, Kevin? It's, it's, it's truly your fault for their life and their life choices. It's okay. Well, you know, it, it, it truly is a conspiracy. I conspired with the CIA and FBI and the WHO to, you know, fill their parking space. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? You're disabled, Kevin. How dare you do such a thing? Well, you know, it's uh, how else is, you know, the Illuminati going to mess with people personally? <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do, Kevin. This is what we do. <laughs> so, uh, once again, everyone, would like to thank everyone for downloading, for listening to, for subscribing to the Walker AC experience on all the 21 free different platforms out there, listening to us, listening to our show. It's the Cereal and Beer podcast, the Out of Context uh, podcast, everything in between. Uh, without you, there is no us. We thank you again for that. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. That has been Kevin. And uh, yeah, what's our email? You know, I keep forgetting that. See, this is why you're my co-host, because I forget these simple things. Uh, it's on the description below, but reach out to us, write us under slacking majestically one yahoo.com that's slacking majestically one yahoo.com any questions comments concerns write us we'll respond to you everything of the sort because hey this is a podcast you have a voice you want to be heard you need to be heard if you want to speak up hop on our podcast we will behave we'll, we'll try to be nice to you to an extent i'm not too sure about kevin but i'll be nice to you <laughs> you know remember conspiracy i'm out to personally ruin your dinner <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, I will take your boba tea. I will take your boba tea. Uh, so, <laughs> so once again, everyone, we will see you next week. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>